Hello and welcome to episode number 104 of AV's Ripping Wax Packs podcast coming to you from Searcy, Arkansas. I'm your host Aaron Vaughn and this is the show where we rip open a wax pack every week and discuss that year and brand of card along with the players in the pack that we open. Along the way we'll shout out some of your comments as listeners, discuss nostalgic stories about cards or players that come to mind and spread the pure joy that comes with ripping open wax packs. Also we have a, a weekly segment called Kurt Facts where my brother Curtis researches some players from the previous episode and shares those interesting facts with y'all. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Google Podcasts, and most podcast platforms. New episodes drop every Thursday. Our Twitter handle is at Ripping Wax Packs. Our email is RippingWaxPacks at gmail.com. Our Facebook page is Ripping Wax Packs. And on YouTube, just type in AV's Ripping Wax Packs to see the part of the podcast where we rip open the pack from the podcast. We're always looking to promote veterans charity, so please contact us through any one of the outlets I just mentioned, and we'd be happy to discuss a partnership to help veterans and their families in any way that we can. Also, please give a listen to our sister podcast, CVs Tend to Check Out, a music podcast produced by Curtis and me. It comes out once a month, sharing the joy of music and hoping to help listeners discover unfamiliar bands or songs they might want to look further into. Check it out right after you listen to this podcast and like, review, subscribe, and all that good stuff. Remember, for both podcasts, if you comment, like, subscribe, or review, your name will be put into a random drawing for free prizes each episode. For AV's Ripping Wax Packs, your podcast, you'll receive cards from the podcast and free wax packs. For CV's Tend to Check Out, you'll receive some kind of prize that has to do with music. Join in on the fun. This week, we have, uh, uh, we'll be discussing 1988 Tops American Baseball. It's actually... Um, produced in Ireland on the back of the pack, and I've been. Um, we'll talk about that here in a minute. And um, uh, 1990 Pacific Legends baseball. Every once in a while, you come across a few packs that are kind of small. They don't have a lot of cards. One of them's a little um, like a mini card. But uh, I thought I'd do both of them today because I didn't know a lot about them. Um, couldn't find a ton, but there is some stuff I want to read on off the internet for those. Um, but uh, they're just kind of different, and I thought I'd do both of those today. So um, after that, we'll get to our Kurt Facts segment, and then we'll uh, bust open the pack, and then we'll finish up the podcast. So let's start with a little bit about 1988 Tops American Baseball. So long ago in 1987, there was an attempt, um, it says, albeit a very short one online, to introduce the world of card collecting to the English masses. In 1987 and 1988, Tops Ireland produced two sets of American sports picture cards. In 1987, it was American football. In 1988, it was American baseball, and that's the ones we're looking at today. There's an 88 card um, collection. There's 88 cards in the set, and cards came five per pack and enclosed in a sealed see-through cellophane plastic wrapper. You'll get to see that uh, on the YouTube segment. Uh, There's a seller... um, on eBay, UK selling an empty display box of these for, it says $4.99, not including postage and packaging. So it kind of shows you how cheap they are. But it clearly says on the front that the packs cost 15p each in 1988. So I guess that's uh, pence. I'm not sure if somebody's English and wants to tell me. I guess I could look it up, but I did. I should have done more research, but I didn't. However, you can also see a special price sticker where they were trying to offload them for a princely 3p each. I guess that's, like I said, 3 pennies or pence not sure uh, I think I know uh, why they weren't popular this person says online look at the bubble gum so I feel bubble gum in the pack so we'll look at that 
It says, this is not the pink, lovely looking, flavorsome, delicious gum they serve in the US, US of A. No, this is a grayish beige looking uh, stuff you might mistake for another card. We want the American gum, just like in the war. So this wasn't, that's not me talking, that was just something online that was written. Um, you can look up, it's like on a blog I found. The cards are small too. Here's the comparison with the uh, Topps uh, US edition in 1988. So actually I'll show you, it's another reason I'm opening two packs. You'll see a regular card and then these cards are a little bit smaller. Um, so, so we'll get back to that, um, in a, in a little bit here when we open those, it also says this person that talked about these says, I think the most enjoyable part of these cards is the back and the section called talking baseball, a short definition, a dummy's guide to baseball for those unknowing Brits. <laughs> kind of funny. So, uh, we'll look at those, uh, in a little bit. We also have, um, 1990. Pacific Legends baseball cards. I I'd never really opened a pack of these, so I thought this would be cool to open to. The Pacific Legends baseball card set was released in 1990. The set consisted of 110 baseball cards, and each card from the 1990 Pacific Legends baseball card set is listed. Um, you can find those online. Um, uh, and it says, there's a little note, baseball cards which featured a player who, do not, who did not appear in a regular season game during the most recently completed season, do not link their major league statistics. So if you go online to where I'm at, I'm at baseballalmanac.com. You can click on some of them and see their stats, I guess. Uh, collectors often decried how money had ruined their hobby, making it hard for them to form meaningful friendships through, through their cards. Money, however, made the hobby not only profitable, but also more serious, more instrumental, and therefore manly more manly. The same collectors who complained about greed often bragged in the same interview about the value of their cards, yet money in turn made the hobby less akin to child's play uh, and more like work. Lonely, competitive, unfulfilling, and alienating. I just thought that was a cool quote they have listed here above these cards. That was author John Bloom in A House of Cards, 1997, if you want to read that. But man, that made me think of how kids just can't collect anymore, it seems like, because they're so expensive. But then guys will sell their cards after they're saying, man, it's so expensive, then sell them, kind of like I do sometimes. So I'm like preaching to the choir here. I'll be like, man, it's too expensive. Then I sell a card and make money off of it and like, look how much my card is. So I'm talking to myself as much as anybody else. So um, so uh, that's a little bit about 1990 Baseball Legends. So we're going to open that uh, pack and a Topps Ireland 1988 Topps pack. Uh, right after Kurt Fax. So here's Curtis on this uh, Kurt Fax segment. And take it away, Curtis. All right. It's time again for another edition of Kurt Fax. Um, one thing that I wanted to start off with was Aaron was mentioning how Upper Deck had produced the uh, 2006 FLIR set. And so I looked up what happened there. And uh, the issue was that FLIR Skybox International uh, declared bankruptcy and Upper Deck won the liquidation auction of their assets. And so Upper Deck was able to then take over Flair. So that's the reason for that. Uh, Ernie Banks is the this week's special throwback player. Nicknamed Mr. Cub and Mr. Sunshine, he was a Hall of Fame right-handed hitting shortstop that played 18-plus seasons with the Cubs from 1953 to 1971. Previous to his major league career, he played two years in the Negro Leagues and also served two years in the U.S. military after being drafted and uh, serving in the Korean War. Between 1967 and 1971, he also was a Cubs coach while still playing regular, regularly for the team. 
Interestingly to me, his high school did not have a baseball team, so he became more interested in football, swimming, basketball, and track. But his father had played semi-pro baseball, and so his father used nickels and dimes to bribe uh, Ernie to, into practicing baseball. In 1958-1959, he became the first NL player to win back-to-back NL MVPs, and in 1960, he was the first Cubs player to receive a gold glove for his uh, tremendous defensive ability at shortstop. Uh, In a time when black players received a lot of harassment from fans and even teammates, Banks was known for his quiet and humble attitude, always willing to listen and learn while never lashing out in anger. In fact, his nicknames were developed out of his great positive attitude, and he was known to want to play a doubleheader every game day because of his tremendous love for baseball. One unfortunate record that he holds is that of playing the most games, 2,528 games, without appearing in a postseason game. His love for the Cubs was so great that he was buried in Graceland Cemetery, which is just a few blocks north from Wrigley Field. A 14-time All-Star, he finished his career with stats of a two seventy four batting average, 1,305 runs scored, which is 125th all-time, 2,583 hits, which is 89th all-time, 407 doubles, which is just outside the top 100, 512 homers, which is 23rd all-time, 4,706 total bases, which is 39th all-time, and 1,636 ribbies, which is 33rd all-time, while also holding Cubs career records for games played, at-bats, extra base hits, and total bases. What a player. He's known as one of the greatest of all time by many that uh, follow this sport. As far as from the pack that was uh, ripped last week, Andy Pettit was pulled from the 2006 Fleer Pack, and he is a former left-handed pitcher who played 18 major league seasons from 1995 to 2013 and mostly with the Yankees. He also played a few years with the Astros. He is Major League Baseball's all-time leader in postseason wins with 19, and this should not be surprising since he won five World Series championships with the Yankees. There would be more talk about him being inducted in the Hall of Fame except that he admitted to using steroids in 2002 to recover from an elbow injury, and that has put him on the no-go list. But I'd say at least he was honest, unlike many of the other players of that era who still maintain that they didn't, even though it's been proved that they did. It is too bad because steroids certainly don't help you throw more strikes, and he didn't have anything more than an average fastball. But what steroids are known to do is help players stay healthy and help them recover faster uh, from their injuries. He had a tremendous pickoff move, recording 98 career pickoffs, which is second only to Hall of Famer Steve Carlton, who had 144. Think about all the great players that have played for the Yankees over the years, and yet Pettit is the Yankees' all-time leader in strikeouts, third in wins, and first in games started, and he won the most games of any major league pitcher in the 2000s decade with 148. He is the only pitcher since 1930 to win at least 12 games each of his first nine seasons while never recording a losing win-loss record at any of his uh, 
career seasons. He finished his career with a win-loss record of 256 wins, which is 42nd all-time and 153 losses, 521 games started, with it, which is 40th all-time, a 3.85 ERA, and 2,448 strikeouts, which is 46th all-time, while appearing in three All-Star games and seven World Series and leading the AL in wins in 1996. The other player that I that I uh, chose to to do a bit on that was pulled from the 2006 Fleer Pack is Joe Maurer, and he is a former left-handed hitting catcher first baseman who played in the majors from 2004 to 2018, all with the Twins. He's the only catcher in Major League history to win three batting titles and the only catcher to win the AL batting title. An amazing stat that stood out to me was that he only struck out one time in his whole high school baseball career while hitting well over 500 in each of his four seasons, culminating with a 605 batting average in his senior season. His senior year, he was a high school All-American in football, basketball, and baseball. What a, an amazing athlete. He was all set to go to Florida State on a full-ride scholarship for football when the Twins picked him with the first overall pick of the entire 2001 draft, and he decided to go with baseball. A six-time All-Star, three-time Gold Glover, who won the AL MVP in 2009, he finished his career compiling stats of a 306 batting average, which is just outside the top 100 of all time, uh, 1,018 runs scored, which is 325th all-time, 2,123 hits, which is 222nd all-time, 428 doubles, which is just outside the top 100 all-time, 143 homers, 923 ribbies, which is just outside the top 300 all-time, 939 walks, which is just outside the top 100 all-time, an 827 OPS, and a 996 fielding percentage. He is also the cover athlete for the video games Major League, the show uh, versions 10 and 11. So that's all for this uh, time. We will talk to you next time. All right, here's our 1990 baseball alumni team legends trading cards. So we're going to open those, get a it's like yellow and blue and black and red um, front on it. And it's got stripes going through all different ways. So um, get your attention. Um, I, can't, I don't even know where I got this. I can't remember. But I just happened to see it in the random rip box. Or, I mean, pulled it out of there. And here's that. And then along with, here's the 1988 Tops Ireland pack, which is so cool. I just didn't even realize that um, Ireland had a Tops uh, Obviously, they did it for a year, it said, for baseball. So here's that pack. So you can see one's a little bit smaller than the other. And I'll put the cards together and show you that too. And on the back, it does say, "Top made by Tops Ireland right there. It's hard to see it, um, but I'm trying to show it to you on the YouTube portion here. So we're going to go with the 1990 uh, baseball alumni team legend trading cards. Here we go. So these are obviously legends that were awesome. Probably most of them are Hall of Famers. Not all of them. I'm sure they are, uh, but not positive. Maybe Curtis could look that up, but I'm sure they are. And uh, here's what they look like. So here's Don Kessinger, shortstop. So they have looks like they have a gray border 
and then as you have a certain team the color inside the border would probably coincide with that this one's red I, it looks like you know because the cubs c is red and then on the back uh, or on the front still it shows that he was a shortstop at the bottom doesn't really have the name of the team but it shows it on their uniform and then on the back looks like it has um their career stats and it looks like 19 the 1969 year that they played that year and then their major league career stats. So I don't know why that is. And it tells a little bit about each player and all about them. So pretty cool. This is baseball legends. Got a yellow border on the back. Pretty cool. And then we got Boog Powell, old Boog. We have Lee May, Eddie Matthews. Wow. What a player. Looks like a lifetime 512 home runs. Vern Law. Marv Throneberry. Uh, I just happened to see 1969 in the back of some of those. Not all of them have that. You know, some of them couldn't because they didn't play the night. Just, I guess the first players that I looked at happened to be 1969 was the best season. Oh, okay. Now I see. Yeah, I learned something today. So their best season is put on there. You get to see what they did on their best season. And so, and then it has their major league career totals. So um, it's pretty cool. All right. Next we have Willie Horton. So on his, like his best season was 36 home runs, 85 RBIs, and hit 285. That was, you know, considered his best season. Phil Necro. Ralph Bronca. And Ron Hunt. So there's some legends of baseball there. All right. And then here's the other pack. And I, I can't believe I'm going to eat this gum, but it, it sounds like it's disgusting from the description I heard. It's called Tops American Baseball, but it's made by Tops Ireland and distributed, um, I guess, everywhere. But since I have this, but uh, in America, in the United States of America, but they obviously... Uh, printed these in Ireland or the uh, in Europe to start with. So here's what they look like. Here's the here's the gum. Yikes. Look at that gum. It's a little piece of gum. So here's the size of the cards. There's a regular size card and then these Tops American Baseball produced by Tops Ireland are a little bit smaller. Okay. And they have a white border. Um, actually pretty cool. Some stars up there. Um, and it has the name of the team on the top. And the bottom has the name of the player. This is Frank Viola. And then his, uh, where he played, what position. She's a pitcher. It says tops down the bottom. Here's the little piece of gum. It's, if you're looking on YouTube, you know, it's, it's pretty small compared to a piece of gum from uh, the actual, you know, the wax packs of like um, in, a, in the United States. Oh. Oh, my goodness. It's just as bad. If not worse, but hopefully I'm okay. It's just like going down my throat, which is sugar. Great for a diabetic. Uh, yeah, the flavor's gone already and it's gone disintegrated. And then the back, really cool uh, blue borders. Really cool. It's a lot of color on the back. I like it. And then it has um, the 1987 year stats and their life total stats. And their names in yellow. 
it's got a baseball and then they're you know how tall they are and all that kind of stuff and where they're born and then a little bit about them and like i said before talking baseball so so if you don't know it's like it said a guide to a dummy's guide to baseball it says a strike is a legal pitch called by um by the umpire due to one of seven factors one factor occurs when pitch the pitch hits the batter while he's leaning into uh the strike zone so let me read that again. A strike is a legal pitch called by umpire due to one of seven factors. One factor occurs when pitch hits batter while he's leaning into the strike zone. Oh, so they're telling you that if you lean into the strike zone and get hit by a pitch and you're in the strike zone, it's still called a strike. Huh. So a little bit about that. Um, a little bit about baseball there. So there's Frank Viola. Next, we have Dwight Evans. I kind of like the cards. They're, they're kind of, uh, I know they're little, but... That one was, this one's like off-centered cut, but the back of them, I think the colors are really cool. Yellow, blue, red, black, white. Um, yeah, pretty cool. I like the talking baseball, actually. Some of that stuff that uh, people would not know. Bob Boone, just five cards it looks like here. Rick Sutcliffe and Greg Walker, of all people. Huh, he made the 88 uh, card list that year because there were only 88 cards in that set. All right, that's the end of the uh, YouTube segment. And once again, here's the uh, size of the cards I'm showing again. Um, and we appreciate you tuning in on YouTube. And make sure you uh, subscribe, comment, um, all that kind of stuff, like. And you can get in on um, your name in a drawing to uh, receive these cards from the uh, episode and some free wax packs. And this week's winner of episode 104 is Tristan Glenn. Thanks, Tristan, for your support. Appreciate it. All right, we're going to go finish up the episode. All right, thanks for uh, tuning in to all the different uh, segments of AV's Ripping Wax Packs today. Remember, you can contact us in the following ways. Our Twitter handle is at Ripping Wax Packs. Our email is rippingwaxpacks at gmail.com. Our Facebook page is Ripping Wax Packs. And on YouTube, just type in AV's Ripping Wax Packs to see the portion of the podcast. We rip open the pack from the podcast. Remember to check out our other podcast, CVs Tend to Check Out, a music podcast that comes out once a month. And we're always looking to promote veterans' charities, so contact us to learn more about donating to veterans and their families. And thanks always to Curtis, <coughs> excuse me, for researching for the Kurt Facts segment. And the listeners love you, Kurt. Now, this has been AV's Ripping Wax Packs podcast. This is Aaron Vaughn thanking you for tuning in. Have fun, be safe, love one another, and keep God first in your life. Have a good one.